Welcome to The Shaleen Show. Shaleen is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. My name is Shaleen Johnson, and if you're new to me, what I do, my obsession, my priority, my job, if you will, my expertise is helping people find clarity in their business and in their life. And today I want to share with you a story about disappointment because I had a major disappointment this morning and it took me a minute to get out of my funk. So my husband's birthday is this week too. He needs a new vehicle and I'm the car girl. As you know, I owned my own car lot. It's how I put myself through college. I flipped used vehicles. I love cars. I love engines. I love studying about cars. I love negotiating the sales price on cars. I love that. Like, I enjoy it. I love cars. So Brett's in need of a new vehicle. His birthday's around the corner. And I decided that I would surprise him by buying him a new car and surprise him on his birthday. And so I've been working on this for about a month and working with this guy that I always work with. And, and he knew it was a surprise too. So, you know, and I told him, hey, this has got to be on the DL. And there were a couple of times we were texting options and prices back and forth where I was like, I can't reply right now because he's with me. And then one of the doors wasn't opening, which is a, probably a pretty simple fix. But I know my husband and I knew he'd put in a phone call to this guy immediately and say like, hey, let's look for a new car. So I said, hey, Brett is going to probably contact you this week about getting a new car. And when he does, I want you to say to him, hey, a new model comes out in about two weeks and we should probably wait. And I know my husband, he would be like, okay, cool. And sure enough, after that incident with this door not opening, Brett called our connection with the vehicle and said, I need a new vehicle. Meanwhile, I do know that he was getting quite frustrated with me because I am a girl who doesn't pay sticker price. I like to do my research. I like to be well-informed. I like to know all of my options and I like to negotiate. So I was in no rush to accept the first offer. So when Brett reached out to him today, our connection told him, I'll have the car there for you on Monday. It's furious. I was so mad. I was Bitten bullets and nails and throwing punches. What? Miss my surprise? I was so mad. I was really mad. But more so, I was disappointed. I was like, dude, dude, how could you do that? So your first step is no matter how angry and upset you are, just know that it is human nature to assume the worst, right? So my little brain said, oh, I see what you're doing. You're thinking I'm a woman and that I don't know anything about cars or that I don't have the ability to write the check or make the decision. I see what you're doing. You're thinking of me as the little wifey. Like that's where my head went. So our first instinct is to think the worst and to assume ill intent on the part of the person who's disappointed us. True or not true? True. Yeah, that's kind of our go-to. It's like, (gasps) Oh, really? So like when someone disappoints us, our brain goes, oh, I know why you did this, because you're a mean, awful, terrible person, and you don't know what an amazingly, perfectly awesome person I am, and like clearly that's why you've disappointed me. But I'm going to allow you that moment. Like I'm going to allow you that mental temper tantrum and that childish thought. I'm going to allow it, okay, because it's fine. And it's okay to have that moment in your head. Just don't take it to social media. And worst of all, don't take it to the person who you're having that thought about because it's probably not true. 
My best advice to you is to have that temper tantrum in your head and then realize I should probably investigate this. You can disagree with me, but I believe that most of the world comes from a good place. They don't always have common sense. They don't always do things the way we want them to, but I do believe that most of the world comes from a good place. They just mess up because they don't follow our plan, right? And when people don't follow our plan, that's when we're disappointed. We're most often disappointed in people because they didn't behave or respond or act in a way that we expected, in a way that we had planned in our own minds, right? So your best course of action is to do this. Imagine you are them. Okay. And imagine you're retelling the story from their perspective and imagine like if you gave them every single possible available benefit of doubt, what would that story look like if they were telling the story? Okay. So that's going to help soften your attitude. So assume and give them all of the possible benefit of the doubt because that's going to make you feel a little bit better, number one. And then number two, how do you deal with it? Well, I think you have to investigate it. That's first. I need to do some investigating and figure out where my expectations fell short. So was it a miscommunication? Was it that I had too high of expectations? Was it this person doesn't even have these tools or resources to respond the way I expected them to? Is it that my expectations in business or in work or in relationships is different from the people around me? Have I not expressed my expectations? Have I told the world that I expect less and now they're just delivering it to me and it bugs me? So you have to recognize first that you might have a part in this, but step one is to put yourself in their shoes and try to explain the situation to yourself from their vantage point, right? Like giving them every imaginable benefit of the doubt. Number two, and this is going to be helpful, but you can't do it the same day. Okay. My number two tip, you can't do the same day that you are freaked out and angry and throwing blows. Are we clear? You can't do this the same day that you are throwing blows because you're not yet ready to hear any type of reasoning. So if you explain the story to say your best friend and you know she normally has like really good advice and she's great at like simmering you down, not today. Cause today you don't wanna hear it. You don't wanna hear benefit of the doubt. You just wanna be mad and that's fine. As long as you contain it, as long as your temper tantrum is controlled, you're not going on social media, you're not attacking their character, you're not creating a bigger mess than what you already have. You're not making accusations toward them. Just simmer down. I'm allowing you to have your temper tantrum all by yourself in the privacy of your own room. Okay. Maybe with your spouse, like, you know, maybe you can trust your, but I don't want you to call your friends about this. I don't want you to call your coworkers about this. I don't want you to go to Facebook. So I just need you to simmer down. Then a day later, I need you to call that person who you're like, I know what you're going to tell me. Here's what happened so that they can at least help you look at this from a different vantage point. But you need to call someone who's not a yes man or yes ma'am kind of person. That person is like, oh, girl, you should be mad. You know what we're going to do? We are going to file a report with the Better Business Bureau. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to get spray paint and we're going to make a sign and we're going to post it on the highway where th this person drives to work. Like, don't call that person. Call the person who's like, okay, let's be realistic Let's figure out your part in this. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. And that's going to help you to see the other person's point of view. 
Next is this. Ask yourself what the disappointment makes you feel about the situation, right? So for me today, when that happened, I'm so mad. And I had to realize, like, it doesn't make me feel like maybe, you know, this guy doesn't know I know enough about cars. What really I was disappointed with is I'm bummed that I didn't get to surprise my husband, right? But that I have to go, okay, put this in perspective. Did anybody die? Should I really be disappointed when the thing I'm upset about is the fact that I couldn't surprise my husband with a new car? Like, shouldn't I just be like ecstatic that I'm in a position where I could buy my husband a new car? Like, shouldn't I really simmer down? Shouldn't I really find other things to be mad about? Like, I need to calm down. Like, I need to really put this in perspective. But I wasn't able to do that in the moment. In the moment, I need to throw blows. Then you have to ask yourself, okay, what does this disappointment make me feel about the other person? And the only way you can really kind of repair this or handle it differently in the future is to understand, okay, so like, what am I assuming about this other person? Then do your research to find out, like, is that fair? Is it fair to assume these things? And rather than lofting accusations, ask questions. Ask calm, non-slanderous questions to figure out where the breakdown in communication was. So that's what I did. I went back to my contact and I said, before I pinch your head off, let me just clarify because I just found out that you told Brett you would have the car delivered on Monday, the one that I've been telling you was a secret. So I'm curious how that happened or why that might have happened because I thought I was really clear that this was a secret for his birthday. To which he replied, I'd assumed you had talked to him and that it was no longer a surprise. To which I replied, okay, I understand that and thank you so much for apologizing. Can I ask why you wouldn't have just texted me first to clear it up and double check and see if I had told him about the surprise? And he offered another apology and explained that it was the assumption that I had told my husband. Okay, now what do I do with that information? Well, as I said, I could pinch his head off. I could be really angry and furious and, you know, never do business with him again. Or I could just thank him for the apology and note it. And that's what I did. I'm noting it, right? Now, I know many people believe that once someone shows you their true colors, you should believe them the first time. I disagree. And you can call me Pollyanna, but I tend to believe that there are sometimes circumstances that we're not privy to, right? Like maybe I had to think about and go, maybe there's some like crazy stuff going on in his life. I'm not his only client. And maybe there's a lot bigger things he's dealing with. And like keeping track of my birthday secrets is not on the top of his list. And so I'm going to note it, but I'm not going to write this person off. And I just don't. I just assume people are having a bad week, a bad day, the first time something happens. And you can disagree with me, but I like to give people the benefit of the doubt because I would like that. Because sometimes there's stuff going on with me where it's like, this isn't customary for me and I I apologize, but there's like a lot going on that I don't really want to get into with you and I just hope that they'll give me the benefit of the doubt. So I try to do the same thing for others, but I still note it. You know, I still note it. I just don't necessarily judge the person or write them off. I just note it. Okay, so what are my options moving forward? So let's talk about a much more serious situation. Let's assume your husband, your wife, or your daughter or a very close friend has done something so unthinkable. Like we're not talking about ruining a surprise birthday party. We're talking about doing something that's so unthinkable, so disappointing that it pulls a rug out from underneath you. 
How do you handle that? How do you handle that kind of disappointment? Well, you have options. I think the first and most important thing that you must do is communicate your disappointment from a personal standpoint, not an accusational standpoint, not like you have disappointed me because you are a bad person and you don't care about us and you don't care about the rules in this home. Rather, you want to express your disappointment from a personal standpoint. I had assumed we had an agreement. I feel because you've disrespected your father and I, I feel as though because you've done this thing that hurt me so bad, it makes me feel because you've done this, I feel. So you you kind of put it on yourself as opposed to like, you know, pointing fingers. And that's helpful. And it's important, especially if you're wanting to set expectations, because oftentimes we're disappointed by people because we have a story in our own head. We have a way that we are expecting people to respond, a way that we expect people to behave, a way that we're expecting people to deal with us, a way that we're expecting people to uphold their word. And we've never really communicated it. We've kind of assumed it. So I do believe it's important that you communicate your expectations, but If you never communicate your expectations, you can't expect people to meet them, number one. And number two, when you communicate your expectations and then they're not met again and again and again, and they could be, you've got two choices. Number one, lower your expectations, which many of you, I think, are probably assuming, well, aren't I settling? Perhaps, but in some cases, you have to. In some cases, how you expect your mom or somebody else to behave, they don't have it in them. They don't have it in them. They've been through so much pain themselves. They are so hurt or damaged or they lack empathy or whatever it is. They don't have it in them. So you really need to lower your expectations. If you were to invite me to sing at your wedding, I would ask you to lower your expectations because I don't have that tool. Now, could I do a mean lip sync? Yes, in which case you could hire your expectations. But to expect me to sing well for your guests at your wedding is too high of an expectation. And so too is it too high of an expectation. If you keep hoping that your alcoholic parent who is abusive and self-centered and hot and mess is somehow going to get it right, they don't have those tools. Like they just can't. And so you should probably lower your expectations. But if you're not going to lower your expectations, what's your second choice? Because I think in certain situations where you have choice over the relationship, like friends and your significant other, your partner, your husband, your wife, in those situations, I don't think you should lower your expectations. I think it's up to you to go at it a different way, communicate it a different way. If what you're asking for isn't working, if the way that you're communicating your needs isn't working and you just keep doing it over and over and over, it's not working. So either they don't have those tools or you've got to find a better way to help This person feel loved and supported and admired so that they want to make a change because we can't change other people. It's impossible. But we can create an environment that makes people feel loved, supported, admired, connected. And in those situations, people tend to want to be better, i.e. change. So 
I repeat, you cannot change someone, but you can change your approach. You can change your response. You can change your way of communicating it so that this person feels loved and supported. And who knows, you might just get a different response. I don't know where I found this. It's just a little excerpt from a blog post that says, what sucks the joy out of our everyday lives is our notion of how life is supposed to be. Perhaps we should stop insisting that our lives be a certain way and instead embrace the way it is right now at this present moment. Acceptance is the cure for nearly all disappointment. I agree with that 98%. I don't want you to settle, but I don't want you to think it's somebody else's responsibility to fix things. You know, if you want to fix things, you got to look in the mirror. You got to figure out what part you play. And most of all, if I can give you my parting words about this subject, is that life isn't fair and neither are relationships. The strongest relationships have one powerhouse bending over backwards, one person who has more emotional intelligence, one person who is more stable, one person who does more work to repair. And that's just how it is. Like these people think that they're going to be in like this perfectly balanced relationship good luck to you. It doesn't exist. And if you're holding out hopes for that, you'll just keep ending up disappointed because that does not exist. And you're attracted to your opposite. If you were attracted to someone who is just like you, you would be so annoyed by them. You actually wouldn't even date them because there's so much like you, you wouldn't even be attracted to them. And then, but here's what happens. We get in a relationship with someone and then we're annoyed that they're not exactly like us. And we try to turn them into us. And that's just not going to happen either. And we're like, how come they're not as awesome as I am and we try to change them. Well, it's not going to happen that way. Relationships are not fair. Friendships are not fair. Business deals are not fair. There's always one party, what I like to call the quiet hero, but get over it, get over it. What's your option? You can either get over it or you can wallow in it and you can throw yourself a pity party and you could wear a big M on your shirt for being a martyr, but you kind of have to get over it because you know, so you're that one, you're the one. You're that special one, right? And sometimes it will shift. And if you're honest, you'll admit there are probably other relationships where the other person works harder than you. But in most cases, there's just one person who works a little harder, who gets the short end of the stick and they're happy and they're able to keep the peace. That's it. So disappointment. I hope that you will put yours in perspective and realize you've got your life, you've got your health, you're alive and breathing. You've got choice. You have the ability to decide how you're going to respond to people. You have the ability to choose your friends. You've got the ability to decide what you're going to eat today, how you're going to sleep and exercise, etc. So there's so many great things you do have control over and that's what we have to focus on. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. I do appreciate you guys. Love you guys too. See you soon. This episode has been sponsored by CourageousConfidenceClub.com. It's a club that I've created specifically to help people who struggle with confidence and insecurities and social settings and, and just standing up for themselves, being yourself and feeling good about it. All of us could benefit from having more confidence. I'd love for you to just experience a taste of it. So please be my guest by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash confidence tips. Now, if you don't feel like writing that web address down or remembering to go there later, all you have to do is, while you're listening from your phone, send me a text message. The number is 949-565-4337. And that is for U.S. residents. 
then just send me the word confidence and I will send you access to this video. This video will help you to eliminate self-doubt and just feel more confident in any situation, whether it's work or personal or just your social interactions. Every one of us can benefit from having more confidence. There you'll submit your email address and I will immediately send to your inbox my latest training video where I teach you step-by-step step how to feel more confident in just about any social setting. I think you'll find this incredibly useful, whether it's business or personal or just in your everyday interactions. Confidence is something that makes life easier. It helps you to raise more confident, self-efficient children. It allows us to speak our mind, to stand up for ourselves, to do the things that otherwise we are paralyzed by fear and we just allow our own thoughts to stop us. By learning how to overcome self-doubt and fear of success, you can become that confident person that others are attracted to. The person you wanna be, the person you deserve to be, the person you know is inside of you. So thank you for checking out my free tools by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash confidence tips.